0: For a home comes with a lot of to dos. Fix the AC, build a deck, remodel the kitchen, whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top rated pros in your area including electricians, handymen, remodelers, whatever type of home pro you need. HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you don't have to search through a long list of pros. With just a few clicks, HomeAdvisor matches you with pros who provide the exact services you need. You can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. Because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuildhomeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. a Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Morse speaks on the Information
1: Radio Network. Thank you very much and good afternoon. Chuck Morse right here at the Information Radio Network Monday through Friday, 10 till noon Eastern Standard Time. You'd like to join the program. We will be hopefully hearing shortly from New York Times bestseller Michael Harris, the author of The End of Absence, reclaiming what we've lost in a world of constant connection. In hour number two, we'll be joined by Mike Cutler, who is an expert on immigration uh, who has testified before Congress many times on that topic. Um, Michael Harris's book, The End of Absence, deals with the uh, fact that he got tired of being constantly wired in online, um, and he basically went offline. No more social networking, no more emails, no more Internet, and he took a long vacation, and he talks about what that experience was like. Um yeah it's I mean I I basically noted myself that last week I went to my annual family vacation my wife's family once a year in the summer they gather for sort of a family powwow at some natural setting this year we did it in the Berkshire Hills of Massachusetts where my in-laws rent a house that uh, everyone moves into, you know, and we've got my wife's sisters and their their fam their families and their husbands and their kids, and my kid, my daughter, gets to visit with her cousins uh, once a year. so it's, it's a great time. Um, but I did notice that this year, now that um, my daughter is old, getting a little older, she's now 15. And she's got four cousins who are basically the same age, maybe a little bit younger. Um, the situation was a lot quieter this year, and not because they're older and they're not running around like little kids, but because they're all glued to their devices. They've all got their their smartphones. They've got their computers. And my sister-in-law, who... Uh, is uh, in business like I am, and who's very much dependent on the internet. And the house actually had very poor internet connection, but the little internet connection that it did have, she and her husband basically monopolized that and spent a lot of time on the computer. And, you know, I mean, I certainly am the same way at this point. I can't go a day without looking at email. I've gotten a s and since I've gotten a smartphone, which I actually sort of held out for, I didn't get it until earlier this year. I'm looking at that damn thing constantly. I mean, I'm all, and I do the same routine. I look at the emails, I look at the Drudge Report, I look at every morning. I look at Podomatic to see how much traffic this broadcast has driven, and I study the the stats. I look at my blog site, see how many how many hits that's gotten, and who's looking, and it's all this great data I can and look at. And I look at my book pages, see how many books I've sold, and I'm doing it constantly. I mean, I'm talking, yeah, I mean, thinking about it, I probably do it two or three times every hour. Maybe not that much, but there's a constant connection. Plus, of course, I'm on, I'm on. Uh, I'm on call, basically. I mean, my wife can call me and anytime she wants, and I'm there picking up the phone, as can anyone else. It's kind of like having a beeper. I remember, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when people had beepers. I always kind of looked down on it. It was like, what are it's like they're slaves. They don't have any privacy. There's no moment to yourself. But now we have these things, and with Wi-Fi having really proliferated, And I think particularly with smartphone technology, I am constantly, as I'm sure all my listeners, constantly wired in, constantly able to be reached, constantly able to look things up. If my wife and I have an argument (laughs) about some trivial thing, what do we do? We pull out our smartphone and look it up on Google. You know, it's all there at your fingertips. And uh, Michael Harris, in his book, The End of Absence, which I will admit I have not read because I didn't get a copy, but it looks good. It's a big seller. He, I think, speculates, from what I can tell, on the possible long-term social impact of this phenomenon, especially on younger people. I mean, I'm old enough that I I can not be immersed in this. Uh, But younger people... How is it affecting their psychology? How is it going to affect their, their outlook? I will tell you that um, at my family week trip, one of my young cousins. She had her game, gamer or whatever, on her smartphone, and she was playing this game, this little dot game, this uh, like a kind of a jewel thing where you, you run a dot. And um, you know, I mean, how much time can be spent on that? I mean, it seems to me. I mean, I mentioned in, in the course of conversation that I was concerned that those sorts of games are a waste of time. You know, you can get really wrapped up in it, especially for a younger person. It's it's an empty use of time. And my co- my brother-in-law, her father, he immediately chimed in and made a very interesting observation, which was that in the state of Israel, the people, the young people who are running the Iron Dome, and who sit before computers and watch the skies to see if a missile is is has been dropped, in which case they can locate the missile by hand and it's all manual, and they can take it out by by coordination. They've got you know hand-eye coordination. It's all this isn't computer. This is human. I mean, it's a you know, and, it's, uh, and they've been incredibly successful. And that the reason that they're so skilled at it is because they play these games. And that the games have developed you know, a theoretical response, a hand-eye response, that has caused them to develop this particular skill. So his point was that it's okay for his young daughter to be doing this. In fact, it's good because it helps her to develop a certain part of her, her mind, her brain that um that would constitute a particular skill so you know i suppose there are many ways of looking at it i don't deny that i think it's quite interesting um i also have seen young people this is a, a relative of mine not my wife's who i visited her i don't really know her well she's a a distant cousin and um she has she's been divorced a couple of times and her new boyfriend was there and he had two young sons, in the house, and I, I don't know if they have some learning disabilities or what, but they were glued to their computers the whole time we were there. They didn't really barely look up, and they were both playing these really inane games. I mean, I kind of looked over at it. It was, yeah, kind of one of these things where you're jumping off of cliffs and you're jumping up. And, you you, you know, you're you're in a battlefield. And um, my understanding from my cousin is that they do this for hours every day and night. And uh, I just think that, I don't know, they seem somewhat stunted. (laughs) I mean, again, I'm only taking a snapshot here. But um, looking back at my own What I was like at that age, and I think they were probably, you know, early teens, maybe 16, 17. I mean, I had my own obsessions for sure, and that's fine. But first of all, it was a bit more diverse. You know, it involved maybe I was a very avid reader, but I also liked certain sports and I liked certain games and I. I used to like to go on long nature walks, and I I liked music, and I liked, you know, I mean, it was a little more kind of across the board. And it also, conversely, was a little bit more physical. I wasn't just sitting on a chair all day, not using my body, just sitting there with my eyes, not really even using my mind, but just glued to a screen and, uh, and 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 al- almost functioning like a robot you know i mean i'd be out riding a bicycle i would be out you know on the beach I, I you know we used to play this um this game of ball that um i don't remember much about it but we had like this kind of red softball cool, sort of like a basketball but not quite and we would play sort of a game of of hockey on the street that this is in the summertime and in the fall, that would go on for hours. I mean, we would play that until it was too dark to see the ball. You know, so we were doing things. I mean, we were using our bodies, using our minds. We were socializing. I mean, I didn't see as much socializing between my own daughter and my young cousins. And my daughter is not as oriented toward this intense hour after hour computer thing either. I mean, she is a little bit more broad and uh, her she's got greater interests, but she does a good deal of computer. And, and there was not a lot of, of back and forth. There was not a lot of conversation. There was not a lot of interaction. Instead, they're all sitting there on their chairs looking at this little box in front of them. Now... I suppose, on the other hand, maybe uh, the smartphone and the, the Internet is not as bad as television because television does not require any interaction at all. Television, you know, the old saying, you're a couch potato. You just sit there like a blob and you look at the thing. And I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I mean, I certainly watch TV. But, you know, you're receiving information. You're not participating. You're a receptacle. And to an extent, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's very visual as opposed to reading, which I think does require. In fact, I know it requires an interactive skill. It's not, you're not there receiving, you're there actively reading. And as such, more profoundly, you're engaging yourself in the text by using your imagination, Whereas on the television or in a movie, there's not as much imagination because it's it's someone else's imagination. Someone else created this image on the screen, and you, all you're doing is sitting there and soaking it up and watching it and receiving it. So I think that compared to that, the computer – and again, we're talking here about young people, not adults – the computer is probably better, because at least they have to do something. You know, in the case of games, you have to play the game. Um, you know, or you're going to be reading, uh, or even in the case of, um, you know, watching a video online, you're, you're still like looking at commentary and and you're actively involved. I mean, my daughter is involved with blogging, and you know, she looks at Tumblr and sees all this anti-Israel crap, she responds to it. So you're using your mind and you're using your imagination. Anyway, we'll be right
2: back. Kid, when guys like us walk into a facility in the morning, we can smell a problem. No one needs to hand us a work order. We already know it. Today, for instance, we need a new gearbox, six globe valves, and a dozen ballasts. And when I smell a problem, Granger smells that I smell a problem. They help me keep this place up and running. Now, that's the kind of smell I like. The sweet smell of success. Get it? Got it? Good. Call,
3: clickgranger.com, or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Okay, so you own a business and cash is tight. So, what do you do when you need funds? Go to a bank? Yeah, right. Waste a lot of time, send tons of paperwork only to find out you need to personally guarantee your home, firstborn, and everything in between. Or you can just call the business funding group. Yeah, it's fast and simple, with a 95% approval rate and cash for any business purpose. Equipment, inventory, expansion, cash flow, payroll. Grab a pen or put this number in your cell phone, but call 1 800 684 5434. That's 1 800 684 5434. When you call, you'll find out how to quickly and easily easily get the cash you need up to $1 million with no collateral no app or upfront fees and your credit rating is not a factor plus approvals in 12 hours and funds in 2 to 3 days call the business funding group at 1-800-684-5434 that's 1-800-684-5434 this is by far the fastest and best business loan you can possibly get call 1-800-684-5434 now this is a special news alert to consumers who own back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers on back taxes, resulting in back taxes reduced by thousands of dollars. An open phone line has been established by Federal Tax Relief for consumers to call and see if you qualify for this reduction. To ensure your financial stability during this decline in the economy, take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call one 800 Four three two zero three six zero. That's 1-800-432-0360. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, there's no need to fear anymore. The IRS is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers, resulting in tax debts reduced by thousands of dollars. For your free information and to see if you qualify for your reduction, call the Federal Tax Relief Hotline. 1-800-432-0360. one 432 360 That's 1-800-432-0360.
4: While Bill Clinton, George Bush, and Barack Obama have been in Washington trying to legislate an economy... I've been all over America working to improve the economy one family at a time with the three-step plan home business system. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. Thousands of enterprising Americans have changed their own financial futures by starting a business from their kitchen table. Most began part-time using their personal computers, telephones, and a belief in the American dream to carve out a stable business in a stormy business climate. They are housewives, truck drivers, downsized executives, health professionals, and even a lawyer or two. You could earn extra money or even replace your job. Technology advances have made this simpler and more efficient. So don't wait another 10 years. Check out the 3-Step Plan. Go to 3StepUSA.com. That's 3StepUSA.com or call 800-480-2102. 800-480-2102.
0: Owning and caring for a home comes with a lot of to-dos. Fix the AC, build a deck, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area. And HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. You can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project taking back america one listener at a time chuck morse speaks speaks.
1: thank you very much and we are back speaking of a breakdown of major changes in society um, i'm sure that um, my listeners are aware of what's going on right now in iraq the um, the forces of ISIS, the um, what was called um, al-Qaeda in Iraq, and by the way, the same al-Qaeda grouping is in the Sinai. It's very dangerous. They are involved in a level of evil and depravity and sickness that I would say in many ways is worse than the Nazis, worse than the communists in its open and brazen um, hatred. They're they're cutting... I don't even want to describe the atrocities that are occurring there now against Christians and against Yazidis and anyone else who isn't goose-stepping to their particular religion. Is this a problem that is systemic with Islam? Is this what happens when believing Muslims take over a country? I would have to say, in my humble opinion, the answer to that question is yes. Um, these, uh, These ISIS people, they represent this Wahhabi sect that... I would suggest does comport to a very pure and a very fundamentalist version of Islam. Uh, it's not new. Its characteristics are Sharia and Jihad. Sharia is the ultimate nanny state, total control over the life of every single person who lives in the state. The individual is essentially owned by the state, which in the context of Sharia is a, a proxy for God. And that the state decides who lives and who dies. They decide how you worship. They decide what you do for a living. They decide all aspects of human life. It is a totalitarian system, and uh, is it similar to you know, Western notions of the nanny state, you know, socialist notions? The answer is yes, it is, except, of course, it's on steroids. I mean, it's very pure. And the second element of the um, radical Islamist view, or more accurately, the fundamentalist Islamist view is jihad, which is world conquest, physical conquest of the entire planet, turning the world into an international ant colony of those who submit to Islam. And the word Islam means submission. They believe in an absolute pure understanding of a one God that is remote and that is not reachable, and that they believe that, in order to create the this utopia, there has to be a one government to reflect the one God, and the existence of more than one government contradicts this belief. it's a form of idol worship to them, and so they are on a mission to conquer the world. That's why you have ISIS talking about you know occupying New York. They're not just going to be happy in Iraq. That is a world mission that's why you have bombs blowing up in subways in Madrid and in london that's why you have discotheques being blown up in Bali in Indonesia or in in uh, that's why you have girls being kidnapped in in Christian part of Nigeria. You know this isn't just isolated to Iraq. And I'm not suggesting that it's necessarily a conspiracy by which the, uh, the ISIS people are talking to Boko Haram who are talking to someone else. That's, that's not even necessary. The fact is they all think the same way. It's like they have a little computer chip implanted in the back of their brains. They all embrace the same philosophy. It's like communism in that way. I remember once asking my own communist uncle, or my father asking more accurately, my communist uncle, Charles Grossman. Um, how it worked. You know, did 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 they answer to the Kremlin? I mean, did, did Russia send them a you know, a list of um, directives? And his answer was no, they don't because they don't need to. We all think alike. We all know what to do. Well so that's how Islam is about.
5: A load of other debt. Wouldn't it be great if it all just went away? Nine year mortgage can change your life. We
6: paid off all of our bills.
5: All your debt, including your mortgage, in as little as nine years.
6: We will have saved over $313,000 in interest payments.
5: Even have more money left over each month?
6: It lowered our monthly payments by a little over $500.
5: Nine year mortgage.
6: <laughs> Where have they been all of our life?
5: If you knew about something like that, you'd want to tell everybody.
6: Whenever I have a friend or someone that needs this service, I give them the number.
2: Hi, I'm Larry Ruff, president of Nine Year Mortgage. This is unlike anything you've ever seen before, and it will absolutely not harm your credit. Call for your free CD and learn how you can eliminate all of your debt, including your mortgage, much sooner than you ever dreamed possible. The more debt you have, the more we can help.
5: Call for your free CD now, 800-383-5310. This
6: works. Call the number.
5: Call now for your free CD, 800-383-5310. 800-383-5310.
4: Did you know that by losing just 10 pounds, you could reduce your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and arthritis by a whopping 50%? Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby from ilikehowilook.com. I I have found something that could help you lose 10 to 15 pounds in the next 30 days without starving yourself or exercising to exhaustion. Just go to ilikehowilook.com and watch the short video ilikehowilook.com uses hydrolyzed collagen protein to help you lose weight and tone up. They also have a thermogenic capsule that could curb your appetite, improve your mood, give you more energy, and the best part is that it burns fat like a blowtorch. I introduced this to some of my friends a few months ago. Within just a couple of weeks, most were losing weight and dropping dress and pant sizes faster than they could buy new clothes. So watch the video at I like how I look.com, and maybe soon you'll be seeing. I like how I look.
0: Chuck Morse speaks.
1: Thank you very much, and um, <clears throat> We are. Ta- I'm talking about um, this uh, this ISIS thing, these these people who are engaged in unspeakable atrocity. And is this a reflection of Islamic society? Yes, it is. Um, you know, I had this. Uh, I was um, debating uh, the other day on uh, Jeff Sawan's program out of. Las Vegas, this guy uh, Kevin uh, Barnett he's a former professor who uh, calls himself a jihadist and who's Islamic, he's converted to Islam he's also very much on the far left and his presentation is a viciously anti-Israel presentation Uh, but um, he ascribed all these atrocities to the Jews not only in Israel this bizarre claim that Israel Defense Forces are trying to kill babies, you know, that they're, they're targeting innocent children and all this other crap that we're hearing, not just from the usual suspects, but even from many liberals. But, uh, but he actually deflects blame of the jihad itself on the Jews somehow. This is not only classic anti-Semitism, but it possesses this element of, uh, of scapegoat. I mean, look—the Nazis blamed the Jews for for trying to conquer the world, while they conquered the while they tried to conquer the world literally. Same thing with the communists. It's all a Jewish conspiracy. You could look at the works of Karl Marx. You know, it's uh this is what uh, Sigmund Freud called projecting. In other words, what it is that constitutes their own agendas, and who they are, rather than come out with it in the open, because if they, if it's exposed, then there's a greater risk that it could be stopped. They will project it onto someone else. That's what the Protocols of the Elders of Zion is all about. I mean, uh, in my new book, you know, Why You Hate Jews, I do a full analysis of the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, which is the world's most famous or most infamous anti-Semitic tract, and what it does, and it was issued a few years before the outbreak of World War I, which I think is significant, it lays out an agenda of world conquest. And in very crude terms, and it blames the Jews for this agenda. You know, if you take a look at the thing, you, you, you realize very soon, very quickly, that Jews have nothing to do with it. There's nothing in there that even remotely resembles Judaism or Jewish thinking, or Jewish understanding. Nothing at all. It's like they impose or they superimpose the word Jew and the word goyim into the text, and it it looks like a a non-sequitur. What it is 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 a more explicit and more crude version of the Communist Manifesto. That's what it is. And, in fact, the conspirators who made up the communist movement at the time that was published, which was around 1905, 1907, 1909, just a few years before the outbreak of World War I, which was in 1914. They were basically issuing not only a blueprint for world government that they intended to implement, but they were showing the rest of the world what they could expect. And they were blaming the Jews. And I would argue that this was exactly what they were planning on doing uh, by triggering World War I, because they felt that a world war, with all of its dislocation and horrors and atrocity and all of the social upheaval that it would cause, would allow them the opening to implement their international system. And that's exactly what they tried to do. Okay, we'll be right back.
7: A truth talk defender, Chuck Morse is someone you really do want to know. Chuck hosts the radio talk show Chuck Moore Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year Award and was named a heavy 100 radio talk host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Moore Speaks, people listen.
1: we taking possession of this tiny holy land so that that you can serve God, not conquer the world.
7: To hear Chuck live, go to irnusaradio.com. To hear Chuck with Deborah Ray on Truth Talk Beyond the Soundbite, visit the On Demand page at deborahray.us.
8: Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they are true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law, this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via his universal laws and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com.
3: Special news alert to consumers who own back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers on back taxes, resulting in back taxes reduced by thousands of dollars. An open phone line has been established by federal tax relief for consumers to call and see if you qualify for this reduction. To ensure your financial stability during this decline in the economy, take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call 1-800-4320. That's 1 800 432 0360. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, there's no need to fear anymore. The IRS is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers, resulting in tax debts reduced by thousands of dollars. For your free information and to see if you qualify for your reduction, call the Federal Tax Relief Hotline 1 800 432 0360. 1 432 0360. That's 1 800 432 0360.
0: Chuck Morse
3: speaks
1: thank you very much and I'm discussing the, uh, the present crisis as it's now out in the open more more consistently uh, and has been actually so I would argue since since 9/11. Um, and that is the uh, the the Sharia slash jihadist agenda. Now, lest we get too comfortable about this, we should note that while Islam and the jihadist movement is an Asiatic movement, it's not a Western movement. It's not European. It's not American. Um, we in the West have had our own radical movements that are, are, are just as bad, I would argue probably worse. And those, of course, are the twin socialist experiments of the 20th century, namely Nazism and Communism. These were so-called progressive movements. They both emanated out of the French Revolution, which was the, first, the world's first communist revolution. In fact, the word communism was coined during the French Revolution by Gratis Babouf. He was a French revolutionary radical. And that the idea was basically the same, except in Western clothes. Instead of calling it Sharia, they call it communism. I mean, it's just this idea that uh, the state operating as an agent of change can physically and in a secular context change human nature. Change human nature by controlling as many areas of human life as possible. And uh, the ultimate goal was a world ant colony. It's the same goal with this enlightened elite elect in charge because they're smarter than the rest of us. And that uh, the religion of it was collectivism. What is collectivism? Collectivism is when every person becomes de facto equal. Um, There is no, no one person has more of anything, physical or spiritual, than the other person. Because to have an inequality is, in their view, unjust. Okay, we'll be right back.
8: heaven is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of god via his universal laws and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life please find our book the answer proof of god in heaven now on amazon.com or at our website the answer book.com chuck morse speaks
1: Thank you very much. Christopher Cameron is my guest. The book is To Plead Our Own Cause, African Americans in Massachusetts and the Making of the Anti-Slavery Movement. Christopher, um, how influential were Calvinist ideas to the development of the black church and how influential, what's euphemistically called the jihad and uh, sharia, which is, of course, rearing its ugly head right now in northern Iraq, where we see um, mass murder, we see complete implementation of Sharia, forced conversion, terrible atrocities, the most despicable evil um, implementations, and all in the name of a religion. Is it an accurate depiction of Islam? Yes, I would argue. I think it's a very accurate depiction. And I think we should take a lesson from it. We should contrast and i and by the way, I would suggest that uh George W. Bush did a very good job of making this contrast uh right after nine eleven and by the way, Bill Clinton it's interesting just as a sidebar. Bill Clinton was on the record in many places speaking with many people as really complaining bitterly that 9-11 didn't happen when he was president, because had it happened, he would have been able to have gotten all that glory and and show off, um, you know, it would have improved his image and his presidency. We know that um, toward the end of his presidency, his last year in office, he went through great lengths to try to craft some sort of a legacy by forcing the Israelis and the Palestinians to come to an agreement quicker than they were really prepared to do. I'm getting a lot of feedback in the headphones for some reason. Um, so we have this um, this phenomena of world conquest, and I think that um, as a nation and as a Western civilization, we need to pay attention to it. We need to as bush i think well did very well in the aftermath of 911 compare and contrast the difference between their way of life their way of looking at the world their philosophy their form of government their religion and ours and we shouldn't make apologies for that yeah we have freedom of religion in this country as long as people who are religious operate within the rule of law um if for example, Muslims want to implement Sharia law in the United States because that's what they believe in. Then let them step up and advocate for it openly and let the American people decide whether or not it's something that, that, that resonates with them. Let's have it tested by our Constitution. See whether or not such things as beheading homosexuals, for example, or putting women into the status of property, reinstituting slavery, forced female mutilation through circumcision, honor killings of daughters, child marriages, polygamy. Um, Let's see if these practices are constitutional. Let them run for office on those platforms. And then we'll see whether or not the American system will uh, will work for them. Of course, we know the answer, which is it will not, which is why they do it subversively. But more fundamentally, let's take a look at these philosophies, this form of belief, and compare it and contrast it with our Western approach. You know, the United States is the full flowering of Western Western civilization. And it didn't just happen by accident. It didn't just happen overnight. It is part of a development that goes back to the, frankly, to the Roman times and the advent of Christian Rome. I think that when the Roman Emperor Constantine became Christian, that was a significant world event. It set the Western Western society on the path toward the embrace of the revelations at Sinai. The ministry of Jesus set the world in that direction, much more so than the Jewish rabbis did. And I think Judaism, we Jews, ought to give credit where it's due and have done that in some cases. But the fact is that this movement, which has empowered the individual under God, which recognizes that rights come from God, not the state, and that the state cannot implement changes. It, it, you know that, that that the state is subservient to to natural law, which emanates from heaven, which emanates from Sinai. This didn't happen overnight; it evolved in the real sense. We'll be back.
2: Look, kid. When guys like us walk into a facility in the morning, we can smell a problem. No one needs to hand us a work order. We already know it. Today, for instance, we need a new gearbox, six globe valves, and a dozen ballasts. And when I smell a problem, Granger smells that I smell a problem. They help me keep this place up and running. Now that's the kind of smell I like. The sweet smell of success. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, clickgranger.com or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
4: If you're like me, every time you see an ad on TV about feeding hungry children, it touches your heart. You know children are starving. You want to do something. But things are pretty tough here right now. Go to usagoodness.com and find out how you could help feed hungry children while earning extra money to meet the needs of your own family. How great is that? I'm Andy Willoughby, and we'll show you how to be a social entrepreneur. Go to usagoodness.com or call 800-301-6177. 800-301-6177. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks
0: on the Information Radio Network.
1: Thank you very much, and um, I've got uh, Mike Cutler coming up in hour number two. He's an expert in immigration. Also, Andre Traverso, my partner at EpicQuest Media, will be with us. Check out my books. They're available at Amazon, Amazon Kindle, just put my name in the server and up they come. Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E, like Morse code. You'll see 11 books plus three softcover published books and e-books. The three softcovers are the Islamic, the Nazi connection to Islamic terrorism, Adolf Hitler and Hajimeen al-Husseini, published by WorldNet Daily Books, a Whig Manifesto, a short history of the Whig movement, published by Trine Day Books, and Barney Frank and the law of unintended consequences how the frank amendments helped terrorists get legal visas published by iuniverse then you've got my ebooks and these are full length books they range anywhere from 25 to 95000 words these are priced at between 2 and 5 bucks a book uh, you can read uh, several uh, pages for free you could look at the reviews and they are as follows on the jewish question Karl Marx, Anti-Semitism and the War Against the West. The Monkey Trial, Evolutionary Politics in the Post-Traditional Age. The Art and Science of American Money, How Our Money is Created and Why It Matters. The Socialist Bible, Why the Communist Manifesto is the World's Second Most Important Book. American Spring Manifesto, Manifesto of Operation American Spring. Acorn, the takeover of America. American Testament, the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution, keys to America's future. Bible Tabula Rasa, the book of Genesis. Was Hitler a leftist? The Count of Fabians, Republicans in the age of Obama. And finally, Islamo-Communism. The Communist Connection to Islamic Terrorism. All of these books are available at Amazon or Amazon Kindle. Check them out. Just put my name in the server, Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E. We shall be back in hour number two with Mike Cutler. You're listening to the Information Radio Network. Please stay tuned.
3: Business and cash is tight, so what do you do when you need funds? Go to a bank? Yeah, right. Waste a lot of time. Send tons of paperwork only to find out you need to personally guarantee your home, firstborn, and everything in between or you can just call the business funding group. Yeah, it's fast and simple with a 95% approval rate and cash for any business purpose. Equipment, inventory, expansion, cash flow, payroll. Grab a pen or put this number in your cell phone, but call 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. When you call, you'll find out how to quickly and easily get the cash you need, up to $1 million with no collateral, no app or upfront fees, and your credit rating is not a factor. Plus approvals in 12 hours and 5 Funds in two to three days call the business funding group at 1-800-684-5434 that's 1-800-684-5434 this is by far the fastest and best business loan you can possibly get call 1-800-684-5434 And a load of other debt. Wouldn't it be
5: great if it all just went away? Nine-Year Mortgage can change your life. We
6: paid off all of our bills.
5: All your debt, including your mortgage, in as little as nine years?
6: We will have saved over $313,000 in interest payments.
5: Even have more money left over each month?
6: It lowered our monthly payments by a little over $500.
5: Nine-Year Mortgage.
6: (laughs) Where have they been all of our life?
5: If you knew about something like that, you'd want to tell everybody.
6: Whenever I have a friend or someone that needs this service, I give them the number.
5: Hi, I'm Larry Ruff, president of
2: Nine Year Mortgage. This is unlike anything you've ever seen before, and it will absolutely not harm your credit. Call for your free CD and learn how you can eliminate all of your debt, including your mortgage, much sooner than you ever dreamed possible. The more debt you have, the more we can help.
5: Call for your free CD now, 800-383-5310.
6: This works.
5: Call the number. Call now for your free CD, 800-383-5310. 800-383-5310.
0: a Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network.
1: Thank you very much. Hour number two of Chuck Moore Speaks, Monday through Friday, 10 till noon, right here at the Information Radio Network. You're welcome to join the program, 844-439-1391. 844-439-1391. Eight four 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 three nine one three nine one. It's a pleasure to welcome back Mike Cutler. Mike is now a consultant formerly with the Immigration and Naturalization Service. He's uh, testified before Congress many times on issues of immigration into the United States. Mike, thanks for joining me this afternoon.
9: Chuck, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Mike, there are reports that uh, have been recently le- uh, leaked to the Breitbart, um, Texas, that indicate that large numbers of potential terrorists, uh, not only from Syria and Albania, but even from China and from other countries around the world, have been uh, apprehended at the border, which tells us that there are others, obviously, who have not been apprehended, and that uh, this is something that has increased greatly since 2010. Uh, What's going on with this on our borders?
9: Well, look, we are at risk. Um, I mean, it's just plain and simple. And, you know, in my career, um, I was involved half of my 30 years with the Drug Task Force. I've arrested terrorists. Um, In fact, I gave testimony to the 9-11 Commission. Immigration is an integral part of national security. Uh, No shocker, you know, as the 9-11 Commission staff report on terrorist travel noted, uh, to paraphrase the preface of their uh, report, uh, terrorists can't attack us if they can't get into the United States. And they made it clear in this 9-11 Commission staff report. You know, there was a 9-11 report, and then the Commission looked at what the 9-11 Commission wrote and said. And they said, you know, what we need to really do is to uh, consider immigration even more closely than the 9-11 Commission itself. And they did. And so they said very clearly that national security depends on border security. And they didn't only mean the Mexican border. It's remarkable that we keep hearing purely about the Mexican border we're a country of 50 border states we've had terrorists and criminals entering the united states across the northern border uh, through the seaports by stowing away on vessels by landing at international airports and making their way into the united states and we've done not only nothing to protect ourselves but in many ways we've made it even worse let me give you an example on 2001, September 11, 2001, we had 26 visa waiver countries. That is to say, countries whose citizens did not need to apply for and receive a visa before entering the United States. It adds an important layer of security, the visa process. And in fact, both the 9-11 Commission and the 9-11 Commission staff report talked about the need to enhance the scrutiny process by which we give out visas. That would make sense. Well, guess what? 26 visa waiver countries on 9 Today we have 38 visa waiver countries, Chile having become number 38 just a few months ago. So we're making it ever easier for the bad guys to come here. Uh, Of course, the situation on the Mexican border, number one, has captured an awful lot of attention. But number two, while the Border Patrol has been way late, if you will, distracted playing uh, concierge service for the tens of thousands of illegal aliens, we don't even know what is getting into the United States. Uh, you know, when we're told that the Border Patrol captures one in three, one in five, what, how does anybody even know what they're not catching? Um, I was on Neil Cavuto not long ago, and I said this notion of, you know, one in three, the arrests are down, there's few illegals, that's a lot like taking attendance by asking people not present to raise their hands. We know what we catch, we don't know what we're missing. and. You know, we keep hearing this uh, statement that the terrorists only have to get it right once. We need to be right 100% of the time, and that's right. So think of how, by opening up opportunities for people to more easily enter the United States, including the bad actors, how this subjects us to an ever-increasing risk posed by international terror groups and the transnational criminal organizations, and the best (laughs) metric. for border security is the price and availability of heroin and cocaine because those substances are not manufactured in the United States. Every gram of heroin, every gram of cocaine represents a clear um, lack of border security, a failure at border security. Heroin is so available in the United States that the price is little more than that for sand. And police departments across the whole country are giving their department members, this is unprecedented, the antidote to heroin overdoses. So if anybody doubts that right. we lack border security, look at the fact that police departments around the country are now being given the antidote to heroin overdoses. It's a terrifying situation. And yeah, they are also being. And I audience know how much this puts us at risk.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're they're, they're getting the anecdotes. There's a big story here in Boston about that. And they're also, we see police departments being more militarized and getting military hardware uh, handed over to them. Even local small police departments here in Boston, for example, in Walpole, which is a small community in the suburbs that probably hasn't had more than a pickpocket in 100 years, they're suddenly getting SWAT training and military hardware. Look, Mike, you and I have talked about the Frank Amendment, which preceded 9-11. When I ran for Congress against Barney Frank, I talked about it with Congressman Frank directly, uh, in which uh, he authored legislation that was signed into law, unfortunately, by George Bush Sr., that basically prevented the U.S. uh, Immigration uh, Department and the State Department from denying visas to people if they were suspected of terrorist activity. They had to be proven to be involved in terrorist activity, which, of course, is almost impossible. You could right. have proven that bin Laden was involved in terrorist activity. So what happened was, according to um, President Bill Clinton's CIA director, Woolsey, who was quoted in the New York Times, once the Frank Amendment became law, in 1990, the country was flooded with jihadists and terrorists who began recruiting and who began uh, raising funds for their so-called charities and who eventually hijacked airplanes on 9-11. We should note that all of those uh, hijackers had legal visas. They were expired, but they got here legally. And uh, there was some reform of that after 9-11. But uh, my question to you, first of all, is how do we secure our borders and our ports of entry? Because after all, it is a basic right of any sovereign nation historically and today, according to international law and custom, to decide who comes into the national home. We don't have to explain why we don't want someone in the country. That's just a basic function of sovereignty. We elect officials who represent our values and who make those decisions, and we have to give them the freedom to exercise that right, just like we as individuals have the right to deny the entrance into our own personal homes, our places of domicile to people, our government is responsible for regulating who comes into our national home. So what can we do? How can we get it done?
9: Well, by the way, that analogy is is an interesting one. It's one I've used frequently. And, in fact, I wrote an article when you look at uh, then-Mayor Bloomberg, who was ranting and raving about how the prosecutors up in the Bronx weren't prosecuting people who trespassed into the public housing project saying, well, when people trespass, this is a threat to the safety of everybody, and I agree, certainly, but then wanted to give the keys to the city, to anybody who trespassed on America. The the lack of what I call mouth-ear coordination is stunning. Um, And and by the way, I just want to make one other quick point. Lindsey Graham, one of the gang of eight, or I call them the eight gangsters, um, is jumping up and down about his concerns about ISIS, and we should all be very concerned about ISIS because it's not difficult to get anywhere in the world within a matter of hours with jet airplanes these days. But meanwhile, while he talks about the need to go after them militarily, still wants to provide millions of illegal aliens with identity documents without even knowing full well that there's no capacity to interview these people, let alone do a field investigation. So, what we really need to do is understand that immigration is a system. And and what I mean by that, it's kind of like a baseball game. Um, You have people playing in the outfield, so that if somebody hits the ball over the infielder's head, if somebody does enter the United States, either by running the border or gets past that inspector at that booth at, at an international airport, and by the way, that's a job I did for the first four years of my career at Kennedy Airport. So, I'm Very familiar with how these processes work from an on-the-ground perspective. So if somebody enters the United States either by getting past the patrol or being admitted and then having uh, nefarious intentions, you need to have a vibrant and effective interior enforcement program to go after the people who overstay their visas, people who violate the terms of admission, the student who doesn't go to a school here, the school that doesn't exist. You know, right now, we have over a million foreign students purportedly studying in the United States at more than 9,000 schools. We have about 7,000 ICE agents, probably fewer. Probably three-quarters of them aren't even doing immigration work. If you go to the immigration website, the ICE website, that is to say, you will see that most of the cases they brag about involve kiddie porn, involve uh, theft of intellectual property, Uh, Very little about immigration activity. So you don't have enough agents to make arrests or conduct the investigations to make certain that the schools aren't just a sham, an excuse for bringing in foreign students. Not all these schools are the best. By the way, if
1: I could just interject, some of those students are like studying nuclear physics from North Korea. Yes, they are. That was the point I was going to get to. Well, you've got (laughs) Palestinians studying, uh, you know, (laughs) munitions. I mean, this is not... You know, when we think of students, we think of, you know, young people, innocent people. These are people who are here to learn, you know, the art of war. To learn their trade. Their trade is
9: our destruction.
1: That's right. And and if I might interject, one of the 13 Frank Amendments that was passed before 9-11 involved Barney taking the power of the government away from monitoring these students. He felt that was discriminatory. So as a result, previously they had to check in once a month or once every other month with a, a government agent and they were watched, that doesn't happen anymore, thanks to the Frank Amendment.
9: Well, the schools now are supposed to monitor, but of course if they're getting tuition and they're just a mill, and we have Iranians, right. by the way, to your point, studying nuclear physics, studying engineering. Um, if you look at yeah, the list of exactly. students, and I'm not going to say everybody from Saudi Arabia or even Iran is a bad no, guy. No, but it's there. But But, but so. here's my point. Saudi Arabia shows up in the top ten list of countries that send us their students. Top ten list.
4: Oh, right, yeah. So,
9: so when you realize that we're talking about people from countries that are intimately involved with terrorism, attending our schools in the United States, and, you know, I don't know if you remember it, Chuck, but back in March of 2002 there was a hearing that was conducted because to everybody's horror it was discovered that two of the dead 9-11 terrorists, Mohammed Atta and Marwan al-Sheahi, had been granted authorization to attend flight school six months after the attacks. Uh, I got a phone right. call asking me to go testify at that hearing. I've done 16 hearings, but no hearing was as bizarre as that one. The world press was there. Nobody could believe it. And let me tell you something. There's little integrity to the process to this very day. You would have thought we would have learned from our mistakes. Uh, if you go to my website, I'll just put two quick websites out there, if I may. My own website, Michael Cutler, mm-hmm. sure. C-U-T-L-E-R, MichaelCutler.net. And I write for a group known as Californians of Population Stabilization, CapsWeb, C-A-P-S, CapsWeb.org. Caps I've written about it and included links to, those, uh, to the hearings, because if you listen to what the members of Congress had to say at that hearing more than 12 years ago, the indignation. If you listen to the then commissioner Ziegler making all these extravagant promises, none of it has happened.
1: Fascinating. We'll have to check it out. And also, all 19 of the hijackers were Saudi national. We'll be back after the break.
3: We have Mike my guest. Okay. So you own a business and cash is tight. So what do you do when you need funds? Go to a bank? Yeah, right. Waste a lot of time, send tons of paperwork only to find out you need to personally guarantee your home, firstborn, and everything in between. Or you can just call the business funding group. Yeah, it's fast and simple with a 95% approval rate and cash for any business purpose. Equipment, inventory, expansion, cash flow, payroll. Grab a pen or put this number in your cell phone, but call 1 800 684 5434. That's 1 800 684 5434. When you call, you'll find out how to quickly and easily easily get the cash you need, up to $1 million with no collateral, no app or upfront fees, and your credit rating is not a factor. Plus approvals in 12 hours and funds in two to three days. Call the business funding group at 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. This is by far the fastest and best business loan you can possibly get. Call 1-800-684-5434 now. This is a special news alert to consumers who own back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers on back taxes, resulting in back taxes reduced by thousands of dollars. An open phone line has been established by federal tax relief for consumers to call and see if you qualify for this reduction. To ensure your financial stability during this decline in the economy, take down this number or store it in your cell phone. But call 1-800. That's 1-800-432-0360. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, there's no need to fear anymore. The IRS is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers, resulting in tax debts reduced by thousands of dollars. For your free information and to see if you qualify for your reduction, call the Federal Tax Relief Hotline. 1-800-432-0360. 1-800-432-0360. That's 1-800-432-0360.
4: Today, most people are more likely to get a pay cut than a cost of living raise. But I have good news for you you can build your own golden parachute. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, and I think you'll find that the 3-Step Plan Home Business System is a great solution to money worries. With a 3-Step Plan Home Business, you can add to your income in your spare time. Many build their businesses into a full-time income that earns more than a regular job. That's a pretty good financial backup plan, don't you think? After all these years of hearing about us, you know that we have helped a lot of people earn extra money We could help you, too. The 3-Step Plan Home Business System is better than a parachute because we'll never leave you out there hanging. We'll train you and show you how to use the telephone and email to make money from home. Don't just worry about money. Do something about it. To find out how you could start making more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102.
0: Owning and caring for a home comes with a lot of to-dos. Fix the A.C., build a deck, remodel the kitchen... Whatever your home improvement need, home Advisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, remodelers, whatever type of home pro you need. HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you don't have to search through a long list of pros. With just a few clicks, HomeAdvisor matches you with pros who provide the exact services you need. You can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. Because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuildhomeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. author journalist and american patriot this is chuck morse speaks
1: thank you very much and my guest is mike cutler uh, he is an expert on immigration he's a former uh, employee of the immigration and nationalization service i'd also like to welcome aboard andre traversa my partner at epic quest media andre take it away
10: hey hey mike it's good to have you on um- You know, you don't know this, but uh, they often call me Andre Controversa because I just spread controversy. So let me uh, open by uh, asking you a controversial question. You know, a lot of the Tea Party people who have been very good on this issue of immigration have rallied around Senator Ted Cruz as being someone who's really good on illegal immigration. Uh, But you had uh, informed me that Ted Cruz wants to double the number of high-tech visas coming to the United States. So you, correct me if I'm wrong. You don't think that he's as good at immigration as they think, as a lot of people think Well, he is. I,
9: I wish he wanted to double them. He wants a 500% increase. He wants a five-fold increase. You know, one of the Trojan horses of comprehensive reform, and I, and I called it the Terrorist Assistance and Facilitation Act years ago. In fact, Senator Sessions uh, surprised me pleasantly and quoted me from the floor of the Senate on three separate occasions during the floor debate, three separate days, and sent me a very nice certificate quoting me as calling it the Terrorist Assistance and Facilitation Act because you'd wind up giving identity documents to people whose identities can't be verified. And we know that was one of the embedding tactics of the 9-11 terrorists and other terrorists. But what's also not generally recognized or reported upon is that comprehensive immigration reform would double or possibly triple the number of high-tech visas. Now, look at what's going on in Silicon Valley. They recently laid off 18,000 high-tech workers. Currently, we allow 65,000 computer programmers, technicians, and engineers to enter the United States as non-immigrants, supposedly for a temporary period of time. But uh, what they wanted to do was to double or possibly triple that number with comprehensive reform. Cruz wants 325,000 of those high-tech workers admitted. He wants a doubling of overall legal immigration from 1 million uh, lawful immigrants per year to 2 million lawful immigrants per year. Um, this would be... Well, isn't that, a that what the Senate... Is
10: that what they were pushing for in the Gang of Eight bill, too?
9: Well, the Gang of Eight wanted more high-tech visas, and both sides, sides of the aisle do. There's a massive lobbying campaign underway right now, and it's being uh, funded to the tune of between $1.5 and $2 billion, with a B. I'm going to sound like Carl Sagan, $2 billion going back to 2007 when they first started to push comprehensive reform, this is about driving down wages. There have been a number of studies recently conducted showing that it's a myth that, number one, that we don't have enough highly skilled Americans. We do. In fact, the unemployment rate for America computer programmers is double what it is for all other workers, and those numbers are totally skewed and worthless anyway in terms of downplaying the level of unemployment and underemployment. But they're also pointing out in these studies that American workers are better qualified, are more creative, and are far more likely, for example, to get patents than foreign workers. This is simply about driving down the wages of American workers, and that's exactly what's happening. Alan Greenspan, in fact, going back to 2009, testified for Chuck Schumer over at the Senate Immigration uh, Subcommittee, referred to American high-tech workers as the privileged elite whom he alleged were earning a wage premium because they were not being forced to compete with foreign workers. Well, in fact, American workers are not supposed to compete with foreign workers. That's how we built the middle class. Immigration used to be the responsibility of the Labor Department prior to the Second World War. During the Second World War, suddenly the military recognized the national security implications. In fact, John Deitch and other saboteurs come here seeking to blow up facilities in the United States, Immigration was transferred to the Justice Department, but you know we always understood the need to be able to to uh, give American opportune given opportunities for jobs to Americans before anyone else. And what's so remarkable now, Andre, is that we keep hearing about this, this song about we need income equality, and it, it certainly is upsetting. And you may disagree. I don't know. To think that corporate executives who work for publicly held companies, not private companies, but where there's stock and people are expecting a return on their investment, they they could be earning over 500 times what their employees earn, where a couple decades ago they would be happy with 50 times. So there's a tenfold increase in CEO salaries because they're all sitting on each other's board of directors and vote for each other. Perhaps the stockholders should determine remuneration for their executives. That might be helpful. But the bottom line, though, Is that these corporations right now are looking to drive down the wages of American workers so that they can pocket even more profits, and that's exactly what they've been doing.
1: Interesting. I mean, this is, I suppose, part of this um, whole free trade movement, except in this case, uh, yeah. And and what they do,
9: Chuck, and what they do is they talk about income equality. And they're not, see, people are jumping on the elevator without asking is the elevator going up or is the elevator going down.
1: Okay, we'll take a brief break here. Mike Cummings, my guest, will be right back.
4: People wake up worrying about their job and paying their bills, and that stinks. People in third world countries wake up worrying if their children will have anything to eat, and that stinks even worse. There's a way to help solve both of those problems. Get on the internet and go to usagoodness.com and find out how you can be a social entrepreneur. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, and for years I have been helping people work from home. With usagoodness.com, you can earn extra money working from home by helping to feed starving children in poverty-stricken areas. How great is that? The only tools you'll need are a telephone, internet access, and a good work ethic. We'll teach you how to be a social entrepreneur and earn extra money while helping others. Go to usagoodness.com or call 800 301 6177. 800 301
8: 6177.
11: Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to begin? Do you fear your job is in jeopardy or is your business income reduction keeping you awake at night? We're in the best time in 25 years to make a fortune in real estate without using your money or credit. My name is Ron LeGrand, and I've taught a half a million people to do just that and personally bought hundreds of houses myself. If you'll call 800-970-6156, 24 hours, and leave your information, I'll send you the first 500 callers my hot new CD, Foreclose Your Fortunes, and my best-selling book to help you get started absolutely free. I'll show you how to build a six-figure income part-time with no previous experience and no license, even if you're a busy professional. Call 800-970-6156, 24 hours, and get my new book and CD free. That's 800-970-6156. Take your life back and make this your best year ever. Call 800-970-6156
3: now.
0: Chuck Morse speaks.
1: Thank you very much, and my guest is Mike Cutler. We're talking immigration. Mike, Ted Cruz is calling for an increase in immigration of the best and the brightest in the world. We're not talking here about criminals or ideologues. We're talking about people who want to make a real contribution to American society, putting aside whether we think uh, that should be regulated I'm more interested in the terrorists and the criminals and the, and the drug gangs that are getting into this country. How do we stop that?
9: Well, you know, <clears throat> here's something to think about, though. You have people coming here purportedly to work, even with the H-1B visas, where they're not really coming to work because there's no integrity to the process. There was an attorney by the name of uh, Earl Seth David, I believe was his name, For 12 years, this guy was operating a law firm where he brought in 25,000 workers purportedly to do high-tech jobs. It turned out that none of those jobs existed, and these folks got lost in the shuffle as soon as they got here. And it was so blatant that when this guy was notified that his license to practice law was being suspended, he went up to Canada with a suspended law license and continued to mail in the applications for his clients, and they were still being adjudicated right up to his arrest. Think about that. Nothing in the news releases issued by either Justice Department or ICE about any effort to identify, locate, or apprehend any of these aliens who had committed fraud in the visa process. Uh, You know, a, a while back I wrote an article where I spoke about how Paul Revere had it easy. He just had to get three lanterns to cover both possibilities. One if by land, two if by sea. three lanterns had it covered. Uh, think of how many lanterns you'd need today in terms of how many ways people can gain access to America. Uh, you'd probably have to buy out the supply at the local Lowe's or Home Depot and maybe set fire to the Old North Church. The system has got to have integrity. We need integrity in the way that we grant permissions for people to remain in the United States. Um, I want to read just uh, two sentences to you, because I I want people to understand the embedding tactic and how it's alive and well for the bad guys. This was on page 98 uh, in the 9-11 Commission staff report on terrorist travel. Again, if you look at my articles at michaelcutler.net or capsweb.org, I also have started writing for Front Page Magazine and for American Currency, founded by Ben Carson in conjunction with The Washington Times. Um, I try to put this out there as frequently as I can because I want people to focus on these issues. Uh, One other quick note, I recently wrote an article that I'd love your listeners to go check out. It's for Front Page Magazine. I called it Border Security and the Immigration Colander. You know, this notion that we're going to sort of plug one hole in the bottom of this device that we use to drain pasta, and now we can use it to carry water as a bucket is foolish, and that's what we're hearing from both sides of the aisle because they're looking to get those campaign contributions. But but think of this paragraph. Terrorists in the 1990s, as well as the September 11th hijackers, needed to find a way to stay in or embed themselves in the United States if their operational plans were to come to fruition. As we already discussed, this could be accomplished legally by marrying an American citizen, achieving temporary worker status, Think of the DREAMers, hundreds of thousands of applications folks being processed without any interviews, right, by getting temporary worker status or applying for asylum after entering. In many cases, the act of filing for an immigration benefit sufficed to permit the alien to remain in the country until the petition was adjudicated. Terrorists were free to conduct surveillance, coordinate operations, obtain and receive funding, go to school and learn English, make contacts in the United States, acquire necessary materials, and execute an attack. Until and unless immigration is looked upon as a system where all of the components are important, just like an airplane is a collection of different components and systems, uh, it doesn't take much. You know, How many times do we hear about an airplane that crashes because a 25-cent bolt came loose? Uh, that's what we need to understand with immigration. It's a system, and it's far more than the Mexican border, and almost nobody is discussing it in those terms or understands it that way in Washington.
1: Sounds to me like the, um, the Frank Amendment is still in effect. In effect.
9: It does, um, and, and it's imperiling another... our safety. And we live in a yes, very dangerous
1: is. Europe. We'll be right back. One more break here. Mike Cutler is my guest.
7: A Truth Talk defender, Chuck Morse, is someone you really do want to know. Chuck hosts the radio talk show Chuck Moore Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year Award and was named a heavy 100 radio talk host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Moore Speaks, people listen.
1: The taking possession of this tiny holy land so that the, the Jew can serve God, not conquer of the world.
7: To hear Chuck live, go to irnusaradio.com. To hear Chuck with Deborah Ray on Truth Talk Beyond the Soundbite, visit the on-demand page at deborahray.us.
8: Most of us have pondered about the one universal question, is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they are true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, proof of God in heaven is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via his universal laws and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, proof of God in heaven now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com.
12: And if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had
6: obviously researched every place, not just giving me names.
7: They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now... Very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough.
12: So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call A Place for Mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you.
5: If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591.
1: Chuck Morse speaks Hugo comic strip said We have seen the enemy and he is us We have this Demented uh, Strange Inverse-like policy that is deliberately running against our own interests. We're swinging open our doors to our enemies. There's no explanation, and and the simple manifestation of it, of course, is why we haven't built a border fence on the um, Mexican border, something that was supposed to be done as part of Reagan's immigration reform of 1986. Uh, the uh, the what was it the, the simpson mazzola which um, of course never happened. And uh, But that's only the tip of the iceberg, I mean, as we've learned from talking to Mike today. Uh, So I guess, Mike, where do we go from here? I mean, how do we as a people who are supposed to be sovereign and who are supposed to control our own destiny through elected officials, how do we advocate that our government once again conform to a sane system? And And what specifically can we advocate in that regard?
9: Well, that's a great question. And, you know, it's both political parties. Uh, Let's be very blunt about it. George W. Bush sent Border Patrol agents to secure the Iraqi border, had our Border Patrol arrested uh, for doing their job at a very dangerous part of the border. I've been down there. I've met with Border Patrol agents. I I speak with them routinely. We have a very serious problem. But the partisan politics seems to unite on immigration because of the campaign contributions and a political agenda. Um, just as a thought for your audience, they, we're hearing that American schools don't turn out the qualified engineers and scientists in, in one sentence. Then in the next sentence, and we heard this even from Mitt Romney, who I personally like, said, well, we need to staple green cards onto the diplomas of the foreign students. Well, wait a moment. We've been told that the schools aren't cranking out the proper graduates. How is it that when foreign students come here suddenly they get the, the magic training that Americans seem to fail at getting? See, it doesn't make any sense if you stop and analyze the words. We need to educate ourselves so that we can see through the nonsense, the lies, the newspeak. Uh, you know, George Orwell talked about political speech as, you know, making lies sound truthful and murder respectable. And that certainly seems to be what we have. And we've got to make it clear to the politicians that we are engaged, that we are knowledgeable. Because right now, and I have spoken to people in Washington, and you really want us about throwing punches at people, they say that if America doesn't need to do well for Americans to do well,
1: we've got to turn that around.
8: Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Maurice Forte, have written our book, The Answer. Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they are true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, proof of God in heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God, via His universal laws and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, TheAnswer-Book.com.
0: Taking back America one listener at a time, Chuck Morse speaks. speaks.
1: Thank you very much, Mike Cutler is my guest. He's an immigration expert, testified before Congress many times. He's one of the nation's experts on immigration reform and the real meaning of the word. Mike, you obviously point out that this is not even a partisan matter. Both sides seem to have n- lack the will to properly secure our borders and our ports of entry. Yep. Uh, so, uh, and in fact, we now have uh, threats by president obama to issue an executive order that would offer amnesty to millions of people which is highly unconstitutional uh, by by standards that anybody would would admit if they looked at it
9: what well, are we going to be, be reckless, seeing
1: coming down the pike
9: it's reckless yeah, beyond please. belief it's reckless beyond belief you know here's the question that i always like to ask politicians and i just spoke with a, a chairman of one of the most powerful committees in washington uh, i will spare him of uh, you know publicly telling you who it was, but he's a significant player. And I asked him a very fundamental question. Why are you not using the 9-11 Commission report as the starting point for any conversation on immigration? And, you know, you would have thought I asked him a question uh, of the greatest personal (laughs) whatever. He absolutely refused to answer it. I asked him that question three times during the 30-minute private meeting, and there was no way that he was going to answer that question. Because that is, uh, Chuck, the question. Why in the world would you ignore the findings and recommendations of the 9-11 Commission? I read an excerpt from the staff report. There are similar excerpts to be found in the 9-11 Commission report itself. The terrorists used multiple false identities. You have cities and states declaring them sanctuaries, which, by the way, is a felony, aiding, abetting, encouraging, inducing, harboring, shielding, and transporting under title 8 of the united states code section 1324 uh, the, the smuggling statute so clearly they're committing felonies nothing happened the american people yeah. have got to make their demands known you would think after 911 that they would get it and that's why if you watch the hearing that i participated in back in 2002 it's infuriating we were promised secure borders we were promised that nobody would be able to stay in the country without being scrutinized we have no idea who's here. We have no idea who we are admitting. Uh, I confronted Michael Chertoff. We both spoke at Chapman Law School. And if your audience knows of any opportunities for such speaking events, I love getting out there and having those discussions. And I asked the uh, then you know, former Secretary of Homeland Security, Chertoff, why do we not at least add the original name of an alien on the U.S. passport once they naturalize and become a citizen? You can change your name when you naturalize, and I understand that, because people want to feel they've become American. That's part of the assimilation process. But that we shouldn't be able to erase 30, 40, 50 years of our history that preceded the day of naturalization. Then the answer was it's political. National security cannot be political. The greatest generation certainly wouldn't have seen it as political to take reasonable, prudent measures to protect America and Americans We may have disagreements about the role of government in our lives, but I don't know of anybody of any political orientation who does not believe that national security and public safety are the responsibilities of our government, and it's failing us abysmally. We see it with the gang activities. We see it with the smuggling of narcotics. We saw it on 9-11. We saw it in Boston just a year ago. I'm a big fan of political asylum. I'm Jewish. My grandmother died in the Holocaust. I was named for her. But the political asylum process has no integrity. The 9-11 Commission warned about the failure to have integrity in political asylum. So all of these recommendations went out the window because once it involved this push for comprehensive reform, expansion of the visa waiver program, it's about cheap labor, it's about people making tons of money. Uh, If you look at the people making money off the drug trade, the banks, stock market, and so forth, all that money washes through our economy. We have a lot of silent partners to a lot of very evil activities, and the government along the way has lost its way. It is no longer representing America's best interests or the best interests of the citizens of the United States.
1: The business of the the asylum, the corruption of the asylum process, again, you could take a look at one of the 16 Frank Amendments where the asylum process was corrupted. And that, yeah, the, uh, the, the Boston bombers, not only were they uh, here on a, because they were political refugees due to the fact that they were terrorists in Russia, but they were also on welfare their entire lives. So not only are we uh, welcoming people like that into our country, but we have to pay for them. These people never worked a day in their life. They were uh, on every kind of welfare, state, national, and local that you can imagine, which, of course, well, you know, added to the corruption.
9: You, you know, we get one opportunity for a first impression. Think of the first impression we're providing to the world. When I testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee this, a year ago, this past March, my most recent hearing about 13, 14 months ago, I said that by the actions of this administration, the starter's pistol has been fired for aspiring illegal aliens from around the world, and to them, the finish line is the border of the United States. Um, we've got to turn that around. No. Go to my website, MichaelCutler.com. Okay, we'll we'll
1: right, yeah, we'll be right back, Mike, and I want you to introduce your website further. So we'll, we'll be right sure. back. Thanks.
4: How would you like to save money on gas and get paid to do it? Hi, how on the world are you anyway? This is Andy Willoughby with the Three Step Plan Home Based Business System. Gas was only about a dollar a gallon when I started the Three Step Plan. Today, thousands of families are working from home, driving less, and earning extra money with their own home business. Go to 3StepUSA.com.
7: Hi, my name is Garen. I'm from Missouri. I heard about the 3-Step Plan and I checked into it. It's changed my life. I get to stay home instead of driving 50 miles a day to work. I finally paid off a bunch of debt. The 3-Step Plan has worked for me.
4: Most 3-Step Plan members work part-time using the telephone and the internet to build their business. Our tried and proven home business system can give you the tools and training you need to build your own home business. Do something now. If you'd like to check out the 3-step plan, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. That's (laughs) 800-480-2102.
1: Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much. Mike Cutler is my guest. Mike, we only have a few minutes left here, so I'd like you to take the opportunity to let people know how they can reach you, how they can read your articles, where they can go.
9: Okay. Well, my own personal website is Michael Cutler, C-U-T-L-E-R, one word, michaelcutler.net, Caps. Web, C-A-P-S, caps, I am also now a columnist with Front Page Magazine, the David Horowitz Freedom Center's publication. And I've also been uh, asked to write articles for American Current, C-C-U-R-R-E-N-T-S-T-E, a publication of the Washington Times, founded by Dr. Ben Carson and uh, edited by Armstrong Williams. And I'll be doing a once a week radio program with Armstrong. Wednesday evenings from 7 until 8 o'clock p.m. East Coast time. Uh, you know, ever since 9-11, I've been adamant about getting my message out there. I did my very first congressional hearing four and a half years prior to 9-11 about the dangers uh, created by visa fraud, immigration benefit fraud, back in May 20th, 1997. If the Clinton administration had paid attention, 9-11 could not have happened. And I'm not being partisan. I'm a lifelong registered Democrat. It right. isn't about left or right. Mm-hmm. It's about right or wrong. And we're certainly getting it wrong. And we are
10: paying the price here in this country, aren't we?
1: That's for sure. Andre? Yeah,
10: I know we're right at the end of this program. I wanted to just say one thing, too, Mike, and that is that, you know, even Ron Paul, who is probably not very good on this issue, even he uh, co-sponsored a piece of legislation with Marilyn Musgrave uh, trying to restrict... Uh, Immigration from countries that, that harbor terrorism. I can't, why can't we do something that simple?
9: Well, but I'll tell you what the problem is real quickly. It's a great question. I'd love to come back and continue this conversation. Look how many people are naturalized in countries such as Great Britain, Germany, and so forth, and they then are able to enter the United States under the Visa waiver program. Understand that today, with the easy movement of people around the world acquiring citizenship in different countries, We should be careful about people we're letting in, certainly from the countries that sponsor terrorism. But understand that there are hundreds of thousands of naturalized citizens living in Great Britain who came from Pakistan, for example. Not that if you came from Pakistan, you're a bad guy. I don't want to give anybody the wrong idea. There are wonderful people living in some pretty horrible countries. But we need to be careful who we let in. Going back again, to discuss wonderful analogy about how we let people into our own homes.
1: All right, Mike Cutler, thanks for joining me. Andre,
10: thanks for joining me. Thanks, so
12: thanks and if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously
6: researched every place, not just given me really? names. Yeah.
7: They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough.
12: So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call A Place for Mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you.
5: If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591.